0: Say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. You need
1: another. Hello everyone, to who and you welcome to there. A New Direction. It's me, Jay Izzo. I have a Tomorrow really special guest. I'm, oh, you know what? You're right. I do this every day, but I'm really excited about the show because the show is exciting and i've got another exciting guest Jay. every week it's the same thing i know but you know what it is and you have to be honest it is exciting because you don't know but you do know because i've been posting it all over the place ray mitchell attorney esquire yes esquire right when's the last time you heard that word hello yeah she is going to be with a harvard law graduate not only is she a harvard law graduate let me tell you something else she is an expert negotiator expert mediator author of several books she is going to be amazing and she's going to inspire you and you know how i feel about inspiration because you know if somebody inspires you that gets you to inspire someone else she's going to inspire you we're going to talk about life and health and 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 you know what it's going to be such an amazing show i'm so excited because she's got a neat little book we're going to talk about how it's entitled how women negotiate from a position of strength but i'm telling you it's a bigger book than that and, and you're going to want to read it. Guys, you're going to want to read this book. And if you're an entrepreneur, I don't care, male, female, you're going to read this book because this book's going to help you. But before we do that, let's do what we do every week on the show and let's check in, right? We're four-part people. We are physical people. We are mental people. We are emotional people and we are spiritual people. So let's check in with everybody today, right? From last week to this week, how are you doing on that scale of one to 10, one being not well you're pretty bad 10 being you're absolutely outstanding so let's talk about it physically physically how did you do this past week right right i mean are you eating right are you getting some exercise are you doing the things that you need to do you know maybe reducing the sugar intake that you shouldn't be having i just i just took a blood test here this past week and you know what i had to come to grips with over here the last nine ten months got to reduce the sugar you know it's okay you know it's not a big deal i don't need sweets and guess what Diet, diabetic controlled, don't have to take anything, never had, but I didn't want to go there because it runs on both sides of my family. I want to take care of my body. Folks, the point of the matter of this is I don't need you to get from a 3 to a 10. I need you to go from a 3 to a 3.5. So what do you need to do physically to get yourself just a little better? Do you need to take that extra walk? Walk the dog. The dog can use some exercise too. If you don't have a dog, chase the cat. I don't know. Chase your spouse. Chase chase your significant other around the house, get some exercise, eat right, do the good things for your body because that's going to make you physically better and you know it just translates everything else. Okay. There's the physical. What about the mental side? Right? I mean, what are you filling your mind with? Right? Are are you growing mentally? Are you are you expanding your mind to learn something new? Remember, there's two sides of your brain. There's the left side which is the logical side and the and and then there's that right side which is that creative side. You know, folks, don't get caught into one side of the brain or another. We need to work the whole entire brain, right? What are you doing? What are you reading that's helping you grow your knowledge? That's helping you grow your wisdom? What are you doing? Or are you doing things that eh, really don't benefit you mentally, right? Because mental growth is as important as physical growth, right? And I've said this all along if you're not growing, you're dying. Right, you never can stay the same. So, how are you doing? Are you learning a new instrument? Are you maybe taking up a new language? Maybe you're learning to do something new that's using both sides of your brain, all right? So, scale of 1 to 10, 1 being meh, really 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 bad, 10 being really 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 awesome. How are you doing? All right, good. All right, let's move to the emotional side. How are you doing emotionally? And you go, "Jay, what do you mean emotions?" Well, look, you know, let's be honest. In our world today, people are emotionally out of control. They really are, right? The ability to control your emotions is incredibly important. And if little things are getting to you, then I would say that your emotional quotient is way, way, way low, right? And if you can't emote with somebody or you refuse to emote with somebody, your emotional quotient is really, really, really low. So on a scale of one to 10, how are you doing emotionally? Are you able to control it? And and you know, the best way to control your emotions is to intentionally say, I don't need to feel this way right now. I don't have to feel like this. I don't have to be angry just because that person cut me off in traffic. You know, I don't have to be mad because this happened. You can make a choice. That's the beautiful thing about emotions. I'm not saying it's easy, but the beautiful thing about your emotions is you can make a choice not to feel that way. They don't have to control you. You can control them. So how you doing with your emotional control? All right, last one. Scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being awesome. How you doing spiritually? Where are you at spiritually? And, and you go, well, Jay, I don't believe in God. Well, but you believe in something, I promise. You may even believe in karma. You, you, you may believe that nature, right, is where you get your sense of peace and your sense of joy, right? I'm not saying that you have to believe in God, right? But if you do... I, I'm going to ask you, how's that going, right? Are you doing the things that you need to do that you know you should do? And if you don't, and and I'm going to ask you, is there a sense of peace that's coming from your spiritual side? Is there a sense of peace that's coming to you that's saying, yeah, you know what? The spiritual peace, the things that I can't explain by science, the things that I can't explain rationally, those are the spiritual things in this world. How are you doing there? And then remember, folks, that these are the four legs to your table that you eat at, all right? If they're off balance, the food's going to slide off the table. If they're way, way low, you're going to have to eat off a really low table. You want the table to be at the perfect height. So, folks, I hope that as we're going through this week by week, I know we do it all the time, but, folks, I really want you to do this and check in with yourself because if you're doing this, I'm telling you it gives you way to improve and you start to look at what can I do to improve those areas and focus on those areas and it's awesome. Awesome. Okay, speaking of somebody who's got all four of her areas together. Yeah. So I am talking about my next guest. My next guest who by the way is brought to you by Inline Business Brokers and advisors. They are partners um, they partner with business owners and when it's time to sell their businesses Here's what they do. They these businesses contact the professionals and inline business brokers and advisors. They're an awesome group of people. They've been sponsoring the show. They're sponsoring Ray Mitchell today. And it's really easy to find out about them. It is nline.com. That's E N L I G N dot C O M. And that's ww.nline, E-N-L-I-G-N dot C O M. And they're sponsoring the show. So let me let me tell you about Ray Mitchell. Because I have to be honest with you, I knew nothing about Ray Mitchell until, uh, you know, publicists come and they talk to me about, you know, I've got this guest I think you might be interested in. And then the more I started digging into Ray Mitchell, the more I fell in love with Ray Mitchell. And the more I was like going, man, this, this woman is just so inspirational. She's got a story, but more than just a story, she's got things that are practical and that can help people and she's got a heart for people and she's a native of Los Angeles, California. She's a graduate of Harvard Law School. Um, She's a retired litigation attorney. Uh, She uh, is author, humanitarian. She's a model. She's a sought after motivational speaker on conflict uh, conflict resolution, wellness, positive body image, and women in leadership. Um, she's lost over 65 pounds. Uh, she is described as a above average sized woman, uh, but she's turned to bodybuilding for a tool for pain management, which I love because you know I'm a gym rat, and uh, for pain management and autoimmune disease that could uh, infect, debilip, could, you know, can affect, can be debilitating, painful wise, joint damage, loss of sight without warning. I think you need to follow her wellness journey and uh, at her blog which is journey. that's r a y e s journey.com and then of course she's available for speaking workshops retreats and everything else and you know how i feel about my fellow speakers as a national speaker myself you know what folks i'm telling you you might want to not might just go hire her to speak right she's really awesome and you're going to hear it today and we're going to we're going to talk about this book how women negotiate I'm showing it to everybody right now How women negotiate from a position of strength, uh, protecting brand and intellectual property rights. Ladies and gentlemen, and please welcome to the show, Ray Mitchell. Welcome, Ray.
2: Hey, hey,
1: I'm claiming 10 on all of your
2: scales because you have me so excited to be here (laughs) and to meet your audience. I am so delighted. Thank you for welcoming me with that fabulous. Wonderful description.
1: Who is that woman? I want to meet her. <laughs> What's well, you? It's you, darling. It's you, and I am so glad to have you on the show. And i I want to tell you. I want to tell people. And by the way, hi, Muriel. She's uh, joining us right now. So i want to I want to tell you about this book. This book, how women negotiate from a position of strength. And you and I have talked off air before the show started. And uh, I said to you. Uh, off air I said you know this book is bigger than just for how women negotiate this this book is really a book of how for entrepreneurs to get a hold of their brand uh, or for even experienced business owners and CEOs to revisit your brand because this book's not this isn't a long read okay first of all I want to just people I'm gonna tell you if you like short reads this is a very short read but let me tell you why this book is so thick She has a 90-day plan in this book of really how to review your brand strategy, how to uh, start a brand care journal and your inventory strengths, evaluating risks and threats, uh, identifying your bad habits, how to eliminate them. What are you doing? Folks, this book is, I'm telling you, it's practical genius. And I, I found myself going... I said this to my wife, Linda. I said, "You know what? This book's genius. It's just genius because, you know, we're we're always trying to go, okay, I want to read this, but you know what, folks? Reading, when reading turns into something that's going to happen in your life or your business or your career, it's because you're doing something in this book, does something. And so, Ray, um, I really loved this book. I really did. What was what was, oh, what was the inspiration behind it?
2: Well, the inspiration, it really, it just sort of hit me. I was starting to write like a little small blog, because I write blogs when Mm -hmm. I prepare for my speeches. And then my whole creative energy just kept pouring it in, pouring it in. And I have this thing where I get hold of an idea, and it gets really, 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 really really big. Mm -hmm. And then the next part of my discipline is like, how do you bring it back down to bite-sized, digestible parts? So I blew it up. And then I downsized it. And, and then when I did that, I was like, what's going on in the marketplace now? And I think you notice this. People write that, that book, How to Do X, Y, and Z. Right. Then they'll follow up and sell you a workbook. That's a whole separate purchase. Right. And I'm like, no, I want these together. So while you're <laughs> reading the insights, you're doing your plan. It's like you talked about spiritual. When you go to church, you take notes on the sermon. And, and my grandmother left me a Bible. that's the story of another day. when she wrote the story. she wrote the notes in the margins. Uh, so you're capturing the thought and the action in one place. I,
1: I, and I love that and and you know, I think it's really, really important, you know especially when people I mean we, we live in an economy where more people are starting their own business than ever before. I mean we have more entrepreneurs coming into the market than we've ever had. And I think it's really, really interesting that we're in this marketplace where we're just seeing market explosion. But I think it's so timely. I think this book is really, really timely because um, I we don't have so many people that I see in when I as I consult businesses and I coach folks as well. When I'm doing that, I see so many people who start a business without any sort of a plan when it comes to the brand, right? And your number one key to mastering the art of brand integration right your number one key and i love this know your core values do you know do you know how many how many times i go to a ceo ray and i'll go what is your core values and they literally look at me or give me something pat but i really believe that most people don't even know what their core values are is it do you find that true
2: yeah, you know, well, we live in two or three different worlds at one time. So there's all this literature in the marketplace about branding and personal branding and small business branding, information overflow. It just, it stretches our limits. But as an entrepreneur or whether you're doing your own thing or even when you're a rising left executive, digestion is hard.
0: Mm.
2: And so people jump in where it feels easy. Right. And it's amazing how they miss that very fundamental question, but but what's your value? Right. And because I negotiate for a living and help people negotiate, people get stuck on a position. You know, mm-hmm. I want $100,000. I want to settle this for a million. Right. But in negotiations, you, you drive towards your interest. Mm-hmm. What What's your interest? What's the best result for you? Mm-hmm. Which is not necessarily the dollar. So, core value is sort of like what's your what's your interest? What's the best place for you to start this conversation?
1: Yeah, and people don't yeah. know that. Yeah, I, know, I don't, know, It's yeah. amazing. You, you know, I want to ask. Uh, thanks, Tom, uh, uh, for joining us. By the way, Tom Cantley's joining us new too, and all the people, by the way, who are out there joining us right now. Uh, and I want to just throw this out at people who are li- who are going to listen to this later, and those who are listening to us right now, and and those who are watching us right now. You know, I want you to, I, I don't care if you work for yourself or you work for a company. Can you, t- if, I, if I asked you right now, if I asked you right now, could you tell me what your company's core values are? Because, I, I mean, Ray, I think, I th- don't you think, I mean, you, you, you've negotiated, you know, a major, major, major contracts how, ma- how many employees have you ever ran across that work for somebody that can even tell you what the core values are of a company?
2: Well, that and and the leadership doesn't know it, because this is what happens. This is, of course, my experience. I just finished a major proposal to a prospective client. It was an up and rising lawyer in California, and he was looking for a and when I finished the conversation, I said, well, what are you trying to accomplish? And, and then we got into his values. And I was like, wow, that's sort of different than what you were asking for me to do. <laughs> and he was so caught up in, I'm at this five-year mark. Right. My business is growing out of control. And I said, yeah, but how are you going to take it forward? So people don't... Think about their core values and sometimes they get frustrated with somebody like me because they're like you're slowing me down I said well actually I'm going to accelerate right, but we sort I of got to get that found, We got to get that foundation set and then you'll be able to go into um, Blitz marketing and literally blow up if you hold on to that core value, but you got to know what it is
1: what you yeah, and, and, and you know I, this is where I think you're so you are so exactly right here because when you know even as an employee if you know what the core values are of your company that sets the tone for what how the company is going to run. And I by the way before we go too far just talk about the company, I don't care what level of management you are. You are in business for yourself, right? So I mean even if you're even though you may work for a company and you're in management, you have a set of core values that anybody who is under you whether you have specifically written them out or not, they're gonna operate under. I mean I mean right I mean that's that's really true we, we learn by example. so whatever example you right I mean Ray, you see this right you we, you're gonna learn I don't care what level of management you are. you could be below the CEO and be a manager. what your employees see is what they're gonna do, right?
2: Well, you know, to bring in a real world example, the Google walkout. I just posted on my LinkedIn profile about the Google employee walkout. And, and what that represented was a break in perspective about values. Mm-hmm. The employees were talking about, we're walking out because you don't value our perspective and you don't mm-hmm. give us respect. The company thought, but we thought we were. Mm-hmm. So not only knowing your core values, but you have to make sure that people are actually reading the same core value statement. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wrote a book like this, is because what you think is going on in terms of your brand and your message and your mission, it may not be what's actually reaching the market.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. We're talking with Ray Mitchell, by the way, author, Harvard Law graduate, the uh, The top, top, top negotiator, mediator, arbitrator. She wrote this book. How? Now I'm going to tell you the title is going to change here, but it's it it's how. Well, it's title you can see it says how women negotiate from a position of strength, protecting brand and intellectual property rights. But I'm going to tell you she's going to. She told me that she's probably going to change this title because this is really not just for for women. This is for guys. This is for you too because it's really it's really a business book. On how to really, really do business, and and then how to protect your, how to protect those the intellectual business rights, and we're kind of going through some of these top ten keys to mastering the art of brand integration, and you know I tell people all the time, and by the way, she's brought to you today, and as the show is today, she's brought to you not by the letter T, no, 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 no. it's by she's brought to you by. Uh, Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. Are you a business owner? At some point, you're going to need the services of an experienced business broker. Selling your business is a big decision. So make sure you build, make sure you have uh, the, the best team available to you. And that starts with the experts at Inline Business Brokers. And to learn more, just go online to inline.com. That's www.enlign.com.com. Check them out inline.com, they're awesome, they can help you evaluate your business, help you sell your business, and they're going to do an amazing job for you. I'm just, I've am just i known them for years, and they're great, and we thank them for sponsoring the show and Ray today. So, Ray, I want to, I want to talk about something else that you said at number two. I want to talk about the number two uh, key step to mastering the art of brand integration. Craft your purpose, and, and here's what you say. Why you act and how you deploy your core values. I thought that was brilliant because we talk about putting core values together, but I have not heard very many people ever say the next step is craft your purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I I'm never, I've I'm, I'm never heard that before. And you're the first one that's ever uh, ever approached that subject. So talk to me about crafting your purpose with your core values.
2: Well, the way I went about this is I have as you sort of wonderfully shared with your audience, I have a background with an MBA from the University of Southern California. I was in business, I'm doing I was doing business with marketing companies, Classic Marketing, and then I have a law degree and worked as my own lawyer in my own law firm. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at how did I help persuade people on both the business side and as a litigator, you really have to know why are we having this conversation? Mm. So whether I'm trying to talk to you about a new version of Cheerio, or <laughs> Tricks, actually, I was on Trick cheerios <laughs> or whether I'm trying to talk into you to give that $2 million contract to my client right. instead of someone else, it really is, what's the purpose here? What are we trying to accomplish? Mm. So there's this notion of not just the task at hand. I think sometimes we get sidetracked by task. Right. I'm like, why are you doing this? Because the wonderful thing about branding and maximizing your whole position is there is opportunity everywhere. Right. It seems crazy when people feel like they're starving and their business is going to go over. But the discipline of successful marketers is not chasing everything. It's the discipline of chasing only those things. Complement your values mm. and your core, your core purpose. Mm. And saying no is the hardest thing in the world when your 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 bank book is empty, your business is floating on air, and you're going to turn away something. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it is hard. It, it it it. You know what? You're right. When you look at your, I love. You're right. I mean, you look at the bank book and you go, okay. Yeah. We're going to struggle here. It, it's hard to say no, even if you know it's a bad thing. It's hard to say no because you want the money. I mean, because you feel like you got to have it. And yet it could be the very worst thing for you because it doesn't align with your core values. And that's...
2: And that as well as it could block... You can make a short-term decision right. that could cut off a big... Opportunity just around the corner. It sounds right. Pollyanna, but I actually like to be a Pollyanna. I believe <laughs> in the upside. I believe in the spiritual. I believe that there is something great for everybody, sure. no matter where you are on the spectrum. You could be, you could be down, out, and put out. Right. But I do believe that there is a rise up.
1: Yeah. No. I. I. I you know what? I'm in total agreement with that, Ray. I. I, I believe in. Making room. I do
2: believe that everybody has that opportunity.
1: No, I I do too, and I believe that you've got to make room for things that you can't see. I I just I just believe that wholeheartedly. I I believe that there's things going on. Did I lose you? I'm still here. Did I lose you? Did we lose Ray? Let me check, see if Ray's still there. Ray, are you still with me? Ray, can you hear me? Oh, we lost Ray for a second here. Let's get Ray back on the phone. Sorry about that, folks. We lost Ray here, so we will call her back. Let me do that real quick here, and we will call her back. Well, that's a shame. That doesn't happen to us very often, but occasionally it does. So let's um, let's call her back. Is hopefully she'll pick up. Are you back? I'm. Be- yeah. You know what? I could hear you. Everybody could hear you. Evidently, you couldn't hear me. <laughs> so uh, I was her sort of like, okay, I'll just stand still
0: and wait. No, no, happen.
1: no, no. Everybody, everybody could hear you just fine. I was talking to you, and I'm going. You know, clearly she can't hear me. So um, <laughs> uh, we're with Ray Mitchell oh. here on a new direction, and thank you everybody for uh, joining us and your patience. Uh, we, I was telling everybody who's listening and watching. You know, I'm sorry we had to, um, we had evidently had got some technical difficulties and that occasionally happens uh, when, we're, when we're talking online and we get them back up and we get to do, do this type of thing. I, 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 what I was saying to you I think was when we left off is that you know I believe in leaving room for the things that we can't see or understand. I I think they're just I think because things are so much bigger than us I think you got to leave room for them because I think you could get so caught up into doing so much believing that you know you're in so control of everything that you don't leave any room for something amazing to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in fact. What I believe, you know, if we, we drift into my whole spiritual space, which is what drives the entirety of my actions in my sure. life, is that um, especially if our back is up against the wall, we want to do something, right? and then we start doing things, and sometimes, whatever spiritual space you're in, the, the message is, sit still. Right. Don't go towards something, right? because something may be coming to you. Which is not to say that you sit there saying like, well, I'll just wait. That's different. And so the reason that I thought I got into this branding issue was the notion that if you know where you're taking yourself, you will resist the tendency to do something right now because of that panic urge. Right. Um, And I've had too many clients that come to me on the back end in litigation where they made a panic move. Right. And now all of a sudden, the cleanup on aisle four is <laughs> way more egregious than if they had just left aisle four alone.
1: It's, it's, you know what? It's so, it is really hard to explain to somebody in business that you need to just stop doing what you're doing. It's, it's, I'm telling you, I have walked into consulting businesses and have said, you know what? You just need to stop and they'll say I can't stop. If I stop, we're going to go broke. And I'm going to tell yeah. them and I'm going to tell them and here's and you know this to be true and so do I. You're going to go broke because of what you're doing. Not because you're not because you think that by working harder that somehow you're going to fix this. I am telling you you need to kind of let things play out here because it's going to tell you a whole lot more about your people. And who they are than you doing what you're doing, and it's it's a it's a total core value thing. It comes right back to that very first thing that you said in your book is it's a core value. You know, it, it, and 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 it comes down to what do you believe? Ultimately, what do you believe? Do you believe that you have all the power to to do this, or you know, or or are you willing to kind of let things kind of take their course? Do you, do you know what I mean? What I'm yeah, saying?
2: Yeah, I, I kind of call it, there, there are three parts. One, there, there is the hardcore reality of, like, but the mortgage is due. And we'll right. talk about that in a minute. But I say to some people, um, okay, I'll give you my example. So I do whole body exercise right. and weight training. And there's this one exercise that my personal trainer has. It's one of those flat boards for doing core. Yes. And you have to get on it, and then you lean back to then start the exercise of leaning up. Right. That notion of that free fall for even that half a second yep. is trauma, <laughs> and I we, we go through it. It's drama every single day. I see him every day. I don't like just falling, just free falling. He's like Ray. We do this every day, yeah. and and but it's sort of part of that notion of right. falling backwards and not knowing where you're going to hit. Right.
0: Yeah, um, letting
1: and, letting go is hard. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's, it's it's panic because you're like, nah, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to hit the ground. It's not going to be pretty. But the, the way I have people think about owning their core values and staying focused is if you're dead centered on what you know you want to do, then you can make strategic decisions about low-hanging fruit. Mm. So, for example, if I know I'm going to build this enterprise that's a tech hub. And if I decide to do a one-off project, then I'm consciously, purposefully doing that one-off project, and not let my brand strategy stray. Right. Yeah. No. I. Because sometimes money is money, but at least know the strategic reason why.
1: Yeah, you're so right. Now, I want to I want to point something out here because I think a lot of there's people who are listening and watching go, oh Jay, you're just talking about people who own their own business (laughs) or the CEOs. You're not talking to people like me. I work for somebody. You know, I, you know, I, I, I'm a salesperson, and I just work for a company. Or, you know, I just manage this. This doesn't apply to me. No, 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 no. It absolutely applies to you. Let me let me explain why. Folks, if you do not know step one, if you don't know what your core values are, and I, and you should ask yourself, what are your real core values? Uh, I don't care who you're working with. You're going to work with someone. That's going to craft your purpose, right? That's number two in this book, right here. This book I'm reading right here. How women negotiate from a position of strength. Ray Mitchell, the the the, the young woman I'm talking to right now, who who I'm talking to right now, she wrote this book, by the way. Why do you act, and how you, do you deploy your core values? I mean, that's a great question, folks. I don't care what I don't care what level of that you're in. I don't care if you're an employee, if you're a manager, if you or if you are the CEO or the owner of your company. I'm going to ask you the question, just the way Ray asked it, asks it why you act and how do you employ, employ your core values? Because I promise you, when's the last time you asked yourself that question, folks? Uh, Ray, 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 Ray did it in page on page 13, or 18, sorry, 18 of her book. You know, it happens when you have older eyes. Uh, 18 of her book, She she asked me to craft my purpose, and I went, wow, I haven't done that. And and I'm encouraging, regardless of which you are, that you think about this for a second. Why you act and how you deploy your core values. Why do you act the way you do? And how are you employing your core values? If you even know what those core values are. And then she goes on. Ray, you say something else. And then number three, you say, find your mission. Ooh, that's deep. Because, uh, you know, that's kind of like that double entendre Right, because you can go, you could go several different ways with finding your mission. What are you talking about there? Well, funny you should ask.
2: So um, context, the majority of my clients are not CEOs and executive types, although I do have a, a client base of that. Mm-hmm. I deal with everybody on every part of the spectrum. And so I can encounter somebody who is a mid-level employee, an entry-level employee, a contractor. And the issues that that surround them is like, I'm a part of this big, giant organizational maze. And how could I possibly have core values and a mission statement? Because I'm part of something else. Well, here's how it comes into the thing. How do you deploy and how do you find your mission? It's a multi-level approach. Why are you in this position? What do you want to do if, as part of this position, that's part of your, why are you spending your time there? Mm. And if the answer is, I need the money, Mm. there's something funny. Money runs out. Mm. One way or another. (laughs) And you could get to a point where if all you got is the money, you will find yourself at a high degree of unhappiness. But if you say a mission, you're like, well, I'm doing this because I really want to craft the difference in this company, small as it is. Or maybe you're now working with a company that actually has a social conscious part of the program. You can both do your job and fulfill your mission. I know a lot of people that use the job to do more than the job. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, when it's all over, what did Ray do? Besides
1: her job, mm. you know, you know, that's you know, I don't think enough people do this, and and I I I've had to redo this myself personally, honestly. Is you know, Jay, what is your mission statement? What is your mission here, right? What what is it? You know, for for years, I would say, you know, you know, I write books. You know, my rich, my mission is to, you know, write books to help people. Right, that would be kind of what my mission is, or I, I speak to help people. But then I realized that really wasn't my mission. I mean, I re- my, my mission was, ultimately, I wanted to empower people to take a small step in a new direction to improve their lives, regardless if it was their life, their business, or their career. And I, I, everything that I wanted to do, that I do now, is I want people to grow, in some way. I want them to help find a new direction because I've been stuck. Like so many people who are listening to us right now, there, there are people out there who are stuck in their lives. They feel like they're in a dead-end career. They feel like the only reason that they have this job is because they gotta have the money. They hate what they do. They dread it. And you have and you know those people too, Ray. You, you've been around them. They dread going to work every day. They hate what they do. And all their mission state their mission statement is basically I'm earning a paycheck. That's my mission, is to earn a paycheck and survive.
2: Yeah. There's um there's actually you you started talking about you know, I've been on this tour for this book. This book only came out about um, early spring, mid summer, that's my my recollection. Right. And I've been on this speaking tour and, and like you, I've been getting a lot of thankful, wonderful, positive feedback. And so one of the thoughts was, you know, yeah, I do have to uh, take this and add on to what I've learned. And one of the things that is a critical message that'll be part of the revamp is if you want to do a new thing, you really do have to rethink everything. Mm. You can't nibble away at the margins. And what I find with people is that we nibble away at the margin so i have this job so now i'm going to go get another job that's the next level up of this job but at no time does at few times do people sit there and say like well let me rethink this whole journey maybe there's another part that's not just the next level up maybe there's just a whole new journey
1: yeah i i you know but are we we're kind of afraid aren't we ray i mean don't we get afraid of the of because we don't know what that journey is, and so we because we want to know everything, right? Everybody wants to know. I want to know what the future holds, right? We, but we and we and we get paralyzed, don't we? Well, one of the conversations, you know, I, I'm I'm a real big I'm a I'm a giant nerd. If you haven't figured
2: that out, and one of the issues <laughs> out there in the world is this notion of agility and influence. You know, all these great power right. words and right. presence. But at the end of the day, the question is do you have the agility to take something that is unknown and unknowable Mm. and reduce it to something that you can tackle? Mm. And so, yeah, the unknown is a big, dark hole of creepy, scary things, and (laughs) if you fall in, you may not come out. That's the thought. But my answer is, oh, look, let's go down that creepy, dark hole (laughs) and tunnel and see what we find. Right. <laughs> right, and it's, it's it's the same thing on on getting on that flat board. I'm telling you, if it's. One day I'll post the video, but it's comical. <laughs> Ray, come on, you've done this now. Oh I don't, don't want to fall. He's like, you can do this. And then of course I do it with ease, and then right. I get off, and I'm like, da da. Yeah, right. But it, it's a psychological exercise, and can right. you even influence yourself to let go of the unknown?
1: We're talking with Ray Mitchell, just absolutely outstanding. She's beautiful both inside and out. She's absolutely brilliant. She she wrote this amazing book that she's gonna. She told me she's gonna change the name of because it's just gonna help so many more people. How women negotiate from a position of strength. You can find this on Amazon um, as well. By the way, that you can find this book on Amazon, and you can also request it. It's got an ISBN number, so you can request a copy anywhere. Uh, ray is uh harvard law grad uh, she is expert negotiator arbitrator mediator uh, she is a coach she is a consultant she is a speaker she is an amazing author we're going through this book and she is um, it's it's a brilliant book it's not it's not a very long read but she it's so practical folks i'm telling you it will help you reevaluate your core values and and by the way folks you're in business Right? Even if you're working for somebody, you're in business. And you know who your number one customer is? Whoever you're working for, that's your number one customer. You go, what? How? What do you mean that's my number one customer? Because they sign your check. That's your number one customer. If you're doing everything, let me just tell you as an employee, I learned this lesson a long time ago. If you will do everything that you can do for your employer, you you will be so much better if you recognize that your employer is your customer. If you're married, Can I just tell you, guys, your wife is your number one customer. If you will do everything to please your number one customer, guess what happens? It makes life awesome. And Ray Mitchell, who is with us today, um, she's brought to you by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. They have literally helped thousands of clients in the sale and purchases of businesses. So when it's time to sell your business or if you're ready to buy one, contact the professionals at NLINE business brokers and advisors you can learn more online at com. that's www.NLINE.com. and we have been talking ray about the mission sta- the mission statement and and you know my wife and i even have a mission statement we we created a mission statement for our marriage because we believed that we needed to have a mission going forward you know and it's grow together, die to self, give God the glory. That's our mission statement, and that's that's what we that's that's our core. That's a part of our core values, uh, and and we believe that. And, and we've been married twenty years. We just to celebrate our twentieth anniversary. But our our but you've got to have core values. Then you have to do what you said too, and that is you have to um, not just have your core values, but then. You've got to craft your purpose out of those core values, and then you got to develop a mission statement. And you know, I think we get really confused about the mission statement because I think we we confuse it. Let it's it's got to be relative to business, but you know, the mission statement is more than that. The mission is, you know, who are you going to help? How are you going to do it? Who are the people that you're going to, you know, do this for? And and I I think I think people. I think people shy away from their mission statement. I wish more people asked themselves, but you know, about their mission statement, you know, because I don't think, Ray. I mean, do you run across it like I do? People, if I ask them, "What's your mission statement for your life?" Do you think they know?
2: Well, not only do do they not know what I, what I try to do in this book and just sort of my general endeavors is, mm-hmm. I try and get people to to think differently about what they think they know, and so the internet is all of the stuff about your mission statement and your elevator pitch and all these great ideas that sound so pithy, but I just, like, digest it for a minute. What are you trying to do with what you're doing? And and the great thing about a mission statement, it doesn't change overnight, but it evolves. Uh, one of the things that I, I work with people on is your mission statement, Your your purposefulness is really an unending journey. And again, from my part, you know, from my spiritual perspective, God put me in a position where I was working with young women and girls on leadership, right. and I I was good at it, and I loved it. And it was, it's wonderful, but as I became more involved with managing my health and wellness to counteract this, this aggressive um, autoimmune disease, the story started coming forward that part of my mission has to include an overt health and wellness advocacy. I was like, but wait, I'm so, you know, I'm good at this over here. And the best advice I got was, your mission isn't always that what you're good at. It's that what you need to do.
0: Mm. Mm. Mm.
2: And I was like, okay.
1: (laughs) Right. That's right. It's not what you're necessarily good at. It's what you need to do. And that's the type by the way dr. John Hansen's with us so uh, John great to see you thanks for joining us on the show uh, and um, so I, I I love that it's not necessarily what you're good at it's what you need to do I, I love that it because, could, it the payoff, could, yeah. because the
2: payoff is that you will get good at that
1: right
0: right
2: and that's the part about letting go of the fear well I can't do that because I don't know how to do it but <laughs> if that is something that you are called to do, then you believe enough, you Mm -hmm. take enough actions that you will be able to do it.
1: Yeah, you know, I think we have hidden passions. I think sometimes we find passions that we don't even know that we have. You know, I mean, I'm going to give you an example, prime example. I had no idea I was going to love doing this radio podcasting thing. I had no idea. I, I, I. Seriously, Ray, there was not a there was not a part of me that thought I would enjoy doing this. I love this. I am so passionate about it. I love being able to relate to my listeners and be able to try to help them in some way with with their families, their lives, their businesses, their careers, and and being able to have people like you. Uh, we're talking with Ray Mitchell, author and uh, Harvard law grad. Uh, Arbitrator, mediator, amazing negotiator. Um, But you know, I never thought that. And I said, I don't know how to do this. I didn't. I don't know that I have the skills to do this. But I love it. I just. I mean, I just. I love that. I love doing what I'm doing.
0: And the
2: endorphins from that moment just radiates. And I've been working out for years, doing my thing. Never really thought about it as part of a message. And when I started with my new trainers, unbeknownst to me, and maybe I did know, he would do these videotapes and he was posting them on his channel. And he kept saying, Oh, you know how popular you are? And I'm like, Look, look, let's just get through this. Um, <laughs> and he would say, Yeah, then I like, go, Queen Ray. And people were following and, and enjoying the moment. And all of a sudden, it became clear that my health and wellness, which mm-hmm. I thought was a personal journey. Right. Actually, had value for other people mm. who are above size. Um, you know, uh, health and wellness and being an athlete is not determined by your weight or your size. Right. And and there's there's a myth out there that one is the other. And so all of a sudden, I was like, I could share that story with people that you can be mm. an athlete, you can be fit even if you don't fit the stereotype mm. of five. Right. Right. And, and and it's it's very emboldening because it's like I never thought that that was a message I had, but it actually is. You,
1: you know, because a lot of people don't know you have an autoimmune um, autoimmune disease, and I, I know that you have, yeah you, I know that you have to deal with pain on a regular basis, and I know that, and
2: it's very aggressive at you, times. It, right. it just shows up wherever it wants. Right, and I can have a good day, and then tomorrow I can wake up. And I really couldn't make it between here and the
1: restroom without right. cringing. Right. And and you you know here's the thing I always I have said this over and over and I think you because you're a living example of it. Do you know that when people sometimes we have pain, not for ourselves, but so that other people can see how we live it out, and because we we. I, I know this is gonna sound crazy to some people but sometimes we it's how we live out our pain that has more of an impact on people than how well we can live our lives I, I, I just I, I'm just telling you I mean watch somebody I mean that's why I think raisejourney.com right and by the way it's r-a-y-e-s journey.com I think is really an important website you need to go check out because she is taking you through her pain but she's using her pain to help others, and I think we, I think sometimes when we're going through pain, and I don't wish pain on anybody, trust me. But sometimes we forget that our pain can actually be so useful to others to see how we live it out. And if you can maintain that perspective, it's extraordinarily powerful. And I think that's, and I and I believe that's what part of your. I, I mean, I hate to say that because I don't want to, I don't want it to be a downer, but. I believe that part of your message is how well you live through pain. Well, it's
2: you know I I am a here again. Spoiler alert: I'm highly competitive and I'm a goal seeker. Right, right. (laughs) Spoiler alert. But I had just I just left the doctor before I came on, and I said, you know what? I am going to beat this. Nobody knows what causes it. Right. They really don't know they have regimens to treat it, but I was like, no, 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 I'm going to beat this. So, you know, I'm going into integrated medicine. I've doubled up and tripled up my weight training. I'm doing everything that I can think of. And then some, because I don't want it to be the chapter that represents a limitation. Mm. It could be something else, but I don't want to give in to the notion that I can't do that. Um, And so it's part of my mental combat to a physical ailment. And uh, it's working. I mean, I I can't say that I don't have things that I have to do but i don't get down about it even though it's it's a downer it's a downer to not know
1: so we're we're shifting gears with you here but i love that this is what i love about this show because <laughs> i love it when you know i have an author like you and our and a professional like yourself and then all of a sudden you say something that triggers something that is just going to move us in a different direction but that's why we call the show a new direction and you know i think something that you just kind of touched on just kind of hit me and that is you have made an emotional and mental yeah. choice regardless of whatever's going on physically. And and I, I don't know that people understand just how powerful that is that you, you you've literally said, okay, yeah, I've got this physical ailment. I've got this physical thing. Going on, but I'm making a mental and emotional choice, and even a physical choice, that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this thing. I mean, attitude, attitude is the one thing we can control, and you you're just a demonstration of that.
0: And it,
2: and it translates, you know. Like I write, <clears throat> and I write these books, and and you would have to see the arc of my writing and my writing vision. But everything I write does generate heat around my core values and my Mm -hmm. mission Mm -hmm. because the words may change but i have i have one north star in my life Mm -hmm. and that is it's a three-part north star i will serve god Mm -hmm. i will do things to help others and in the process i will be a healthy and um focus on my health and Mm well-being how i do it it becomes that's the intellectual stuff but as long as I hold on to my three-point North Star, I'm good. Right. Uh, it keeps me out of trouble, and it sends me down those deep, dark, creepy corners where I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to go there. But sometimes that's where you have to be. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I, I, you're right. I mean, sometimes, uh, you, you know, I've, I've heard so many people who've been in recovery have said it wasn't until they hit very rock bottom where they could not go any lower and they could not turn right or turn left. When things changed. And uh, I think that's, I think, I, I don't, again, I don't wish that on anybody. I wish that we were different. But sometimes we just have to get into that dark place where we just throw up our hands and we go, okay, I, I just need to find something different because this clearly isn't working. And
2: Well, it, it's that dark place, actually, you get to visit this concept uh, called self-acceptance. And self-acceptance becomes that little light that says, you know, I am who I am. I have these strengths. I have these weaknesses. I have these things that I must do. And it starts to guide you back from that place where you didn't want to be. If I believe in myself, like I take my whole self, uh, the disease and all, and say, okay, well, I do. I'm a woman living with this aggressive autoimmune. And you fact, I factor that in. But so when I write, I write about, okay, well, how do you take where you are and negotiate up? Because, you know, negotiation, when you go back to the book, the biggest person you have to negotiate with on a daily basis is yourself.
1: Mm, that's so true. <laughs> you got to
2: negotiate to get up. You got to negotiate to overcome. You know, boy, that was a really crappy statement they made to me. You're like, well, what are you going to do about it? The, so the book is whether you're thinking externally, right. or even if you were to turn it into a ninety-day ninety-day negotiation plan with your in your sense of self, mm. it'll get you to the same place. You,
1: know, I love that. Uh, we're we're talking with Ray Mitchell. She's author of this book, "How Women Negotiate from a Position of Strength," uh, protecting uh, brand and intellectual property rights. Uh, she is. A um, Harvard Law graduate, uh, professional negotiator, professional arbitrator, mediator. She's an author. She is an actress. She's a dancer. She's a model. She's she's a speaker. She's a, you know what what doesn't she do? That's a shorter list, I think. If we were to put, really put it all together, she does so much. And you know, she's joining us here today on a new direction. And you know, she's I I, I love the fact that you just said we have to negotiate with ourselves because I don't think we think about it that way. But the truth of the matter is we we, we do negotiate with ourselves on everything.
2: Right. But we don't treat it like a negotiation. If if I were going into a negotiation or mediation, I would have an idea of my interest. I would have an idea of the outcomes. I would have a conversation about, I understand where you're trying to go. Here's where I'm, we don't do that to ourselves, and sometimes it's just a one-way beat up. You failed. You didn't do that right. You're overweight. You're underweight. You're too tall. You're too short. Negotiate the true self so that you don't be. You're not stuck somewhere that doesn't amplify your your strengths. So I am, like I said, I am a I am a confessed nerd, and so my book was intended to be on many levels. <laughs>
1: Right. Well, I mean, but I want I want to take this even a step further. Further, this idea of negotiating with yourself, because we have to do it every day in whatever career we have. We have to make decisions, and and we've got to negotiate with ourselves, even to make a decision to pick up the phone. And you know, I mean, if you're a salesperson, you got to pick up the phone and call. You know, maybe you have to call somebody that you don't even know, and you've got to negotiate that, and and. You know, maybe you're maybe you're in management, and you know you have to you have to make the call whether you're going to hire or fire somebody. You got to negotiate with yourself how you're going to make that work. I mean, I the more I start thinking about it, the more I go, oh my gosh, I have to negotiate with myself a lot, and which side wins, right?
2: Well, but another issue that would come up. I just finished the panel um, at this program, Digital Hollywood, and the question that came up. It comes up a lot, you know, women negotiators and negotiating salary. And one of the points, I'm not sure if I made it, I know I hoped I'd made it, is even before you get to the negotiation for salary or a job or position or even the new car, you sort of have to come through your own mindset about what are you trying to accomplish by even going to the negotiation table. Because the first part of a negotiation is to decide do I need to negotiate? Everything is not a negotiation. I mean, you can't walk away from something right. Right. and, and find some peace of mind, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to let that one go. Right. I don't have to negotiate every single thing. And part of negotiating with yourself is the decision and the freedom of like, you know, yeah, I can negotiate that, but I don't have to, and be comfortable with that.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I... Yeah, I I think I think it's I, I think sometimes we beat ourselves up for our own negotiations against ourselves, right? I, I, I mean, I've done it. I know that I have negotiated with myself. I took action on the basis of the negotiation. Then I beat myself up for the way I negotiated my own personal self.
2: <laughs> oh, self abuse! If, if we could, if we could unburden ourselves uh, with the notion that there's so much we have to do. And one of the reasons that I do write, that's part of my mission and my health and wellness thing is if I can add something, whether it's a skill, a conversation, a book or a point of view that takes one less edge off of what you have to do. Mm. That's part of my mission, which is to help other people take down some of the, that emotional energy and the stress and the uncertainty and find the way for them to use their bundle of greatness in a way that makes it a little easier. Mm. Uh, Something else may come along, but that's one less thing you have to deal with.
1: Mm. I love, you just called, you just told people that they all had a bundle of greatness. You realize that, right? You just told every person listening, you have a bundle of greatness. When is the last time, listener, when is the last time somebody's ever told you you have a bundle of greatness? I I believe that. I believe that inside of all of us is a bundle of greatness. I I believe Ray is absolutely 100% correct. There's a bundle of greatness in every person listening to um, Ray's voice, my voice right now. Maybe you don't believe it. Maybe you've been told that you um, aren't great, but I promise you um, every person, right, Ray? I mean, every person has got a bundle of greatness inside of them. Right. And that's,
2: that was my mindset in the book. And so I thought, well, how, does, how do we get sidetracked from what we know, we know, we know? And that's mm. because we don't sit back and take inventory. So the whole notion of negotiating from strength has multiple levels. There's the strength of the monetary return or the deal return. But what about just getting in touch with all the things that make you great, and deciding which one will be your lever and your leverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have a winning personality, but they're stuck in a room where they talk to no one. <laughs> Other people, you're like, you really don't put them in front of people, but they're brilliant on written communication. Right. And if there if there's not a match, we're negotiating with the wrong components. Mm.
1: Mm. That's so good. We're, we're talking with Ray Mitchell. She's... Author, I bet matter of fact, she's author of several books, but uh, the book we're talking about today is How Women Negotiate from a Position of Strength, Protecting Brand and Intellectual Property Rights, um, Ray Mitchell Esquire. Um, she's a Harvard Law graduate, uh, expert negotiator, uh, arbitrator, mediator. And uh, we've, we've been talking here for the last several minutes about negotiating with ourselves. And it's uh, that's, that's a very powerful notion that just uh, really struck me, and hopefully it strikes you too, about, you know, we do negotiate with ourselves on a regular basis and that you have this bundle of greatness inside of you. And 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 we talked about the things about this book and we talked about her key steps to, there's the ten, 10, there's 10 of these, 10 key steps to mastering the art of brand integration. Uh, you're going to want to read this book. I don't care if you're, I don't care who you are, guy, gal, man, woman. Uh, if you're a dog that can read, I'm telling you, you should read this book too. Um
2: See, I have a strong following with the canine community. Yeah, do you have a strong <laughs> following the canine community? <laughs> uh, I'm, I,
1: no, I'm just, I'm just telling. And here's the beautiful thing about this book: this book is practical. It's, it, it. There is, she has got in the back of this book uh, a ninety-day plan on everything from eliminating bad habits to getting good habits, talking about your opportunities, visualizing innovations, um, and and so much more is in this book and it's just uh, a brilliant, brilliant book and I love it and I love what she says. She wrote a book that was gonna be a quick read but also instead of having a workbook that you had to buy separately, she just put it all in one thing and I think that's genius and what that says is she was thinking about you and I love authors and, and great people who do that. Ray, do you realize that we've been on for an hour?
2: Oh, I you know I've had such a wonderful time digesting I, the energy that you're sharing <laughs> that I'm feeling like, hey, you know, I'm
1: good. <laughs> I we we've been we've been on for an hour and um people by the way I just want to let you, I, I had Tom say this is a great topic and the information is spot on. So you need to know that you're getting some so much positive vibes from the people out there who are listening right now and watching us live. Yeah. And so, but look, as they
2: say in Hollywood, you've got a rap <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, That's 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 awesome, um, folks. Listen, uh, get the book. It's on Amazon. You can also find it anywhere. Uh, she said that she's gonna she's gonna change the name. By the way, this is um, the Winning Edge on the top of this. Um, this is part of the Rise Up book series that she's done. And if you want to find out more about Ray Mitchell, you could just go to Ray's Journey. R A Y E S journey.com you could do that Ray. on at the end of every show here's what I ask every single guest the the show is called a new direction and so if you were to leave all these listeners with a new direction that comes directly from Ray Mitchell what would you leave what would be your new direction for these folks today
2: okay here here's my thoughts. <clears throat> you need to rethink everything and that entails adopting new practices from any and all sources that will increase your ability to find new adventures. Mm. Rethink everything. Hence, that could be the name of the new book.
1: Mm. 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 That could be a new book. I love that. Thank you so much. Listen, she's inspirational. She's motivational. She's a speaker. She's a model. She's an actress. She, she is... Uh, all over the place. Her name is Ray Mitchell, R A Y M I T C H E L L, and um, by the way, she is all over the place. So please look her up. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I found her on LinkedIn. I found her on Facebook. She's been so kind, so generous uh, with her time, folks. I want to thank you for listening and watching today. You and and folks who are listening to this mm-hmm. on podcast, you know what? I I'm grateful for you, and because you people um, make the show. And California you're the number two state that listens to this show I don't know why Californians you like listening to the show but I'm grateful that you do and so thank you for being the number two state in the United States that listens to this show I appreciate you so much so folks as I say every week listen be inspired because when you're inspired that gives you the energy to inspire someone else and when someone else is inspired that inspires them to someone else And if we're doing that one person at a time, man, we can make this world a really awesome place. And so until next week, ladies and gentlemen, I will talk to you soon, and I will see you later. Ciao, everybody.